0: (laughs) All right. I'm Les Carlson. Michael Bloodgood.
1: Hi, how you doing? Frontline records rewind folks. That's you guys out there. Frontline. Finally it's taking me years to get on the show. Rewind folks. Years. You're on it.
0: Yeah, nobody's asked me until just today. Well wait a
1: minute. That's not true. We had you on when we called you on the phone.
0: Right? We called him on the phone. But I wasn't on the show. I was No, now you're actually on the the show. show. Yeah, now I'm on the show. Yes, and we're at
1: the Southern California Metal Fest. And uh, we're gonna rock out
0: tonight. Yes. For Jesus. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Mikey, how you been? I've been great. So what have you been doing the last couple days?
0: Uh, well, I've been living the life of a rock star, thanks to you. <laughs> Swimming in the pool, hot tubs, yeah. shrimp, shrimp, cocktail, cocktail. sauce, mm. chips and salsa. It's been awesome. they hanging out with Chaotic Resemblance. Yeah, those yeah, guys man. are fired up, Woo-hoo.
1: aren't they? Look Young out. Young rockers. Yes. We're, and they're playing with us tonight. Yep. So, and that's okay. That's part of the show. We're at, We're live here at the Metal Fest, and so that's... I don't know who it is. Probably chaotic resemblance. It's some bass or something's kicking.
0: It's too early.
1: It's okay. <laughs> Mikey, what is your most uh, incredible road story?
0: My most incredible road story. I thought story. I'd spring that on yeah, you right thank away. thank you very little for that. I appreciate no it. No problem. In a positive way or a negative way? Uh, positive. Okay, positive. We were coming into Bluefield, West Virginia, and our truck blew up. Yeah. And we pulled over. Shrapnel everywhere. Probably Joyce called the tow company. We found out how much it was going to cost to tow it. So we had a choice. We towed the tow the truck to the gig, or we just stay put and wait to get the truck fixed. Yeah. And we pooled all of our money, and I think if I remember it, to the exact penny, that's what we all had, give emptying our piggy banks to get the truck to get to the, the truck to the gig. Stage so door. we towed the truck to the lock, the uh, loading dock of this town, Bluefield, West Virginia, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. And did the show. So that that was cool. And then you know we did the show. We stayed in there because our car was broken. We didn't have any money. And we started calling our pastors back home in Seattle, and and they graciously helped us repair the truck. Kids got saved at the show, but that was the show that you talked about in the documentary. Where they Satanists the were praying against us, and yeah. the Christians were praying and fasting against us yeah. coming to that town.
1: They were kind of together on that.
0: Yeah, that's great. Holding they hands. They came
1: against Bloodgood because we were going to talk about Jesus and we wore spandex.
0: But I loved it not only because it touched lives, but because everybody in the band was just united, like we're going to do this show because we felt yeah. God was trying to stop us. Or I mean, not God, the devil. I should say. Sorry, somebody else. To stop Yeah, you can edit that. Small
1: G. Yeah. Don't edit. Yeah. Leave Small it there. G. We're human. <laughs> you know, we make mistakes.
0: And so, yeah, no, So that's one of my favorite road stories.
1: Yeah. Uh, what song goes uh, with that? Demon I on the run. Demon on the run. Yeah, Here it is.
0: Go. <laughs> we got him on the run. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you hear on Frontline Rewind episodes is available on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, and our own website, FrontlineRecords.us. Hello, everybody. I'm Les Carlson.
0: Michael Bloodgood.
1: What are you doing these days? (laughs) What's your plan for the future?
0: What's my plan for the future? Is it
1: your plan or is it our plan?
0: Or is it God's plan? I think it's God's plan.
1: Okay, so what is it? Well, Lord, we're just going to pray right now on the show and ask.
0: Show us your plan, Lord.
1: Yeah, actually, we do feel that we have... uh, Sort of a resurgence, a rebirth of Bloodgood coming up.
0: Um, Even had a prophetic word a couple of weeks ago from a gal out of the blue. So we're just going to move on that.
1: Yeah. Now we have a a documentary film that is directed and produced by your son.
0: My son, Paul Michael Bloodgood. Bloody Good Pictures. Yep. Just, Just finished. The colorization just got finished and the trailer just got finished. So now it's being submitted to the film festivals across the globe. And we're waiting for somebody to buy, so to pray, bite.
1: Yes, and pray for us yeah. because uh, for that film to come out would be obviously a life changer for us. And um, I don't know, it seems like according to the prophecy that maybe there'll be that, that resurgence yeah. of blood good and we'll have an opportunity to go out and do what we always do. And what is that, Mikey?
0: Let's preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news to the Amen. lost, and encourage the body. Yeah. Yep.
1: So how many albums have we done together?
0: Well, I think we are on. I give all you the. He gets all the hard questions. Six studio albums and three live, I believe. Maybe four. No, four live. Yes, four. So about ten records. Yeah. Yep. That doesn't include our demo tape we did way back when. Metal missionaries. Metal missionaries. Yep.
1: Yeah, I think we were the guys that came up with that metal missionaries. Yeah, I know we should have patented or copyrighted. That was our tag because everybody took it. But whatever, it works. (laughs) It was God inspired anyway. So. Man, I'll tell you, it's exciting here at the Metal Fest. Um, is that, do you know what kind of bass that guy's playing?
0: <laughs> a loud one. <laughs> yeah. A loud bass. That's ba- it's it's what bass end. guitars were meant to be. Yes, they Thank certainly you.
1: are. The foundation. <laughs> Speaking of the foundation, you are the foundational founder of this band. Yep. So how'd that happen?
0: Well, uh, I was working at a guitar store, which I still do different guitar store, and um, all my kids that came in, customers are all into metal, and I was playing in a college band I'd been with for six or seven years, doing, you know, pop and a little bit of hard rock, but not really, and so there's another band up there called Service Man, and so we really said, man, God needs to reach these heavy metal kids, and there's no such thing as Christian heavy metal, so what do we do, so let's just pray that God lifts up a band to start ministering to these people, and so we began praying, but as I began praying, I really felt that God was telling that he wanted me to do it. And I'm, you know, I'm doing the Robert De Niro thing on me. You know, I mean... You're talking to me? Talking to me, you know. <laughs> and so I just said, okay. So I just began praying about it. I had a friend that owned a music store, managed a music store. And so I says, give me your six best heavy metal records... So she gave me Dio and Maiden and Priest and all the guys that were going. And I went home and just started listening to this stuff. And I go, man, this is awesome music. It's so powerful. So to me, it just seemed like such a natural thing to meld the gospel message and the Old Testament with this powerful, powerful music. So I just began praying. I got got excited about it. Uh, J.T., our first drummer, just got off the road with the band. And I kind of shared my vision. And he just goes, man, that's cool. So we started meeting on Thursday nights at our house and prayed we didn't know who's going to be in the band and then he mentioned dave zafiro and dave was just coming off the road with his old band uh crystal city rockers and david i knew he was a shredder at crystal city was like this new agey punk band and so david was like you know a fish out of water as far as i'm concerned so he heard about it and then we started praying and we just started jamming together and then of course the big clincher was who's gonna sing because there was no such thing as Christian heavy metal. I had plenty of my Christian friends tell me that. You can't do that. I go, well, Pastor Wayne says I can't. So I went forward, you know, with that. And Jesus. And then I finally took out an ad in a newspaper called The Rocket. And I said, you know, heavy metal, Christian heavy metal singer or white metal singer, whatever it was, uh, well grounded in the word. And I just put it out there. So I had a lot of interesting characters. I could have done a sitcom on the people that came in <laughs> to audition for this, and I would literally, I'd go over at the store, and I'd turn on Ronnie James Dio We Rock, and they'd all just kind of go, uh, oh, that's what you want to do? I'd go, yeah, well, I can't do that, okay. Did the same thing with Les, turn it up, and he goes, yeah, I can do that. Okay. So we talked, and he left, and he had no, he had, he didn't want to be in the band. I won't, I won't go into that sordid story. He just got, this guy's not real, you know, but almost a half a year goes by, and Les keeps, as you know, Kept, he kept telling the Lord Telling him blood good Blood good Finally I'm working at yet another guitar store and He goes What's the deal I can't I go Les you're supposed to be the singer in the band I knew it from day one When I met him back at the other store He didn't know it He Slow learner
1: Slow learner yeah. So
0: we literally got together Over a cup of coffee At the what's, What was the Dog Cafe What was it uh, Yeah
1: something like that Yeah There's In downtown Seattle yeah.
0: And we just We were so uh, committed To what God had called We hadn't even played together So we started That's how we started blood good and we then we started rehearsing. We talked about what kind of music. And Les says, "No, we got to do original music because we were doing covers before that." Just David and JT and I. So we started writing material. And uh, Striper's first album came out, which again we didn't know who Striper was. We Marilyn showed me their video. You know, you know what to do. And then the local promoter there did not wanted a Christian band as an opening act. Heard about us, came to our to a rehearsal. We did two or three songs. Says, "You're on the bill," and that's kind of. How it all started. And
1: there was the beginning of Blood Good. Yeah.
0: And then we we did two shows of Striper. And then at the, uh, the beginning of fall, Daryl Mansfield was coming up to play. And Daryl and I are old friends. You know, my college band, we played with him. He'd been to our house for dinner a couple of times. He was so excited when we played. took our Metal Missionaries cassette down to Frontline Records. And we were signed about six weeks later.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's Just it. Just
0: like that. So people ask, well, how do you get signed? I go, I don't know. <laughs> we weren't even trying to get signed. That's why. That's why I tell them: don't try to get signed. Let God do it. Then it'll work out. So that's as better as Reader's Digest as I can get.
1: One of the first songs think, we wrote was um, "Anguish and Pain." Actually, Joyce wrote the lyrics. My wife, Joyce Carlson, wrote the lyrics to "Anguish and Pain." It's the first song we recorded. Yes, and uh, first song we,
0: was ever put on the air.
1: We actually recorded it uh, at a friend's studio in Federal Way and mixed it and drove it to the radio station and it was on the air that night because they were getting ready to promote us with striper and that's how quickly it happened so when god wants something done it's done that's
0: right
1: so here it is anguish and pain ah. Ah.
2: <laughs> there you go
0: You want
1: to ask me? Uh, <laughs> what?
0: I don't know. <laughs> the trouble is, you know all the answers.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: I don't need to ask him that. I already know the answer.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Can't be a prophet in your own hometown. And it's hard to interview, interview your bass player and your boss. Uh, whatever. No, actually, Michael helps. I mean, he, he lets me. You know, he lets me kind of help him run the band too. So. Oh yeah. But the ultimate boss is our wives and they yeah and above them is jesus so
0: <laughs>
1: what are we supposed to do now
0: <laughs> we always took our wives and family with us when we toured yeah encourage all the other artists to do that because most of our friends that didn't do that yeah their marriages went south. a lot of them so, did family first family first guys yep. always because yep. bands come and go but families got to stay
1: families are are yep. god's blessing so, And, uh, you know, Bloodgood has had a, a, a really wonderful uh, uh, run, yeah. actually. We just, uh, was it like 22 years? We just released um,
0: Dangerously, Dangerously Close.
1: Close a couple years ago. Yep. And um, we like that record,
0: Mikey. Yeah, I love that record. Yeah. If I can say so on film. You can say it. Okay, I just did. It's okay. Yeah, what do people say needlessly to say and then they say it?
1: Needless to say it. Yeah. Well, then if it's needless
0: get... to say it, don't say it. I don't get that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know.
1: I'm not going to say anything about that.
0: Oh, well, yes. what is your
1: favorite song? Oh, I know what mine is. Actually, I like too many of them. You I know? do, but I, I do, do love this one.
0: In, In the, the trenches. trenches.
1: check out Frontline Records' YouTube channel for exclusive live performances recorded right here on our Frontline Rewind shows.
0: And That was actually used by the Seattle Seahawks a couple of years ago. Local TV. Yeah. Which were and very the, well, happy Well, actually, about.
1: yeah, there it was. I hope you liked it. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, but just, you know, go, go Hawks.
1: If you look up YouTube, look up Seahawks slash Bloodgood, you're gonna see that. It's called I believe I, I believe. I Believe it is. I Believe it is. Yeah. Are you correct in that? <laughs> So, Mikey, what about this other song that you and David and I... That song called... Uh, Runaway. Yeah. Yes. Tell me about that.
0: Well, I was... Uh, David and I... We, I was just writing... Uh, I Could Hold On with Chris Eddy yeah, in well, Nashville. So we're getting... In Dwayne Eddy's son. Dwayne Eddy's son. Hall, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. Uh, Chris is a... Should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, too. He's a phenomenal singer, drummer, guitar player, writer, singer. He goes yeah. on. Anyway... Uh, Uh, we were getting ready to set up and track and I was just playing bass and I'd been working on this riff and David sticks his head out of the booth and goes, what's that? What are you playing? Going, Just a little something like, oh, remember that. Let's stop. So we kind of stopped everything and hit the record button and I played the initial part of Runaway and then David says, well, let's do this for a chorus. So he kind of wrote the, because I already had kind of the melody going and we wrote the chorus chords, or David did, and that was the beginning. Actually, that song was called Dangerously Close.
1: Yeah, tell, tell him why. And here's
0: why. Because Susan, David's wife, came up the stairs, are you guys almost finished? And I said, we're dangerously close to being finished. <laughs> so for a very long time, that the working title of that song was Dangerously Close.
1: Yeah, and so we're...
0: Because we, we didn't have all the lyrics
1: yet. So then we write the lyrics to the song later on, yeah. a few months later at my house, and Mike's telling me it's called Dangerously Close. I'm like, okay, but there's nothing in this yeah. song that says Dangerously Close. And we
0: still hadn't written the chorus and then one night when we were rehearsing up up in Seattle Runaway all of a sudden it was Runaway
1: Yeah, so we're that
0: was it and then we thought well that's a great title for a record because it has a lot of different meanings to it Dangerously Close Dangerously Close to Jesus coming back Dangerously Close to salvation whatever it is
1: so Runaway is now Runaway and Dangerously Close is the name of the album yeah thank you Susan for fixing dinner yep
0: that's how that works and she's a great cook by the way so if you ever get a chance
1: waiter seize her salad seize
0: her salad (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, we're funny Oh, well, we think so Yeah <laughs> Oh, Well, here ah! it is, kids <laughs> It's right out of Proverbs Guys, we wrote this for you It's called Runaway. Away
1: Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun
0: Thank you. Yes, <laughs> drop D. For <Are> any <laughs> bass players out there, drop D. Yeah, drop yeah. D.
1: Okay, so Mikey, uh, let's see tonight. Uh, now, no, we won't talk about tonight. It'll be history. Right. Um, by the time they hear this, yeah. right. So it'll be hist.
0: It'll You'll be, be hist.
1: hist. It'll be history. In
0: the hall of
1: fame. That's from the.
0: Isn't that? whats is
1: that from? Wizard, Wizard of, Oz? of Oz. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, did you
1: ever get that diploma?
0: No. If I only had a brain. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah, stop right there. Don't jump in on that one. Okay. Yeah, he did stop right there. I didn't mean it literally. <laughs> oy, oy, oy.
1: Oh, man, I'm drawing a blank here. I don't know. Um, I never have ever before. It's... No.
0: Well, we found out with Les and I, because Les and I, we go back 32 years. And he lived in Federal years. Way, and I lived up in the east side of Seattle, and it seemed like when we got together, we didn't talk about a lot of stuff, and then he'd go back to Federal Way, and then we'd be on the phone together for the rest of the night, and go, why don't we do this? Yeah. And it was long distance back then. Oh, yeah, I know. I said, why don't, it doesn't it happen when we're together? Well, but, now- so maybe that, Maybe that's happening again. Well, now we just text- yeah, that's matter right. of
1: fact can we do the interview on? I'll text yeah, we'll him we'll just text
0: the question and uh,
1: then I'll know <laughs> what to ask him this is so strange to have him right in front of me like this and I'm, I'm in awe he's famous you know yeah, that's right. he's yeah. Michael Bloodgood yeah are you famous yeah what kind of bass are you playing tonight at the show
0: oh I like to talk about that I know for the first time in my life I scored a Rickenbacker 4003 and uh, those yeah. of you know me a little bit I'm a huge Beatle fan and yet I have never owned a Rickenbacker bass which is really weird so I was able to sell a couple of pieces of my old gear that I wasn't using, and I just scored it. And this is the debut tonight, my Rickenbacker. It's now, right, sitting
1: right over there. Now, Michael, you do love playing bass. Yes. I know that. Yep. So do you remember the bass guitar that you played on the first album? Yes. What is it?
0: An Ibanez Roadstar.
1: What yep. bass did you play on the second album?
0: Well, I've, the bass I've been playing ever since, my Kubiki X-Factor Okay. All the way to dangerously close.
1: Okay, so you don't. I don't have to ask you that question.
0: No, but I had two other bases on dangerously close besides. Right, that. that's
1: that's the one I was saying. Yes. Say no, on dangerously close, yep. you used three, three bases. Yep. And what was the most unusual base you used on dangerously close? The
0: most unusual base that I ever used is I. Nobody would have thought. Nobody. I didn't even think. Yeah. Except you and Paul wrote "Father, Father." Yes. Very beatily, and I happen to have a Hofner. Paul McCartney Beatle Bass, yeah. which I thought I'd never use in Bloodgood. In Bloodgood. <laughs> but when they wrote, so that says, well, I'm going to use that at least for the intro, because it's so Beatley. So I started working on my McCartney licks, and we started tracking it, and I was so excited. Oh, I'm using my Hoffner in the studio. This is so cool. And then, you know, Mark Simmons, our engineer, says, well, just track it through the rest of the song. I'm going, oh, no, I need to, g- no, just go ahead and track it. And it was through. And I said, what do you think? He goes, we're keeping the Hofner on the whole track.
1: Yeah, it was So, I don't know. Awesome.
0: I'm thinking this might be the first heavy metal band that they actually recorded a, an entire song Hoffner. with a Hofner Beetle bass.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> it. That's Michael Bloodgood. So yes, here it is. it is. Father, father.
2: I'm hanging on a tree cuz I love you. Walking to see, cause I can
1: I'm coming to visit, I'm not gonna stay, I'll be out of here in just a few days. Dot US. We have all kinds of goodies Artist bios, links to all the music And a free music offering When you sign up for the newsletter Check it out, Frontline FrontlineRecords.us
0: Now the Paul McCartney guys oh, It's not a Paul McCartney well, look He's using it so Paul would have never played it that he never,
1: way He's using it again yeah. oh. Alright, that was Father Father yep. Michael um, What was the other bass you used on that
0: record? That was my Fender Getty Lee Jazz bass
1: Oh and Now yep. was Did you use that on trenches
0: No I used I used The the Fender Getty Lee Which I have completely Frankenstein by the way It's not stock In any sense Okay I use that on all the non metalish type of stuff Okay Like I use it like On, I, on. I will Oh uh, I will? I can hold on okay. so some of those The less aggressive Oh uh, right. It tracked better than my Kubiki I thought So Yeah But trenches And runaway And all those Hardcore that's all My Kubiki Wow, my baby, it's beat up. I've had it since 1986, and I'll probably never play out with it again because it it's too precious to me. Oh,
1: now it's yeah.
0: Yeah, it's kind of, it's on my little museum in my man cave. It sits yeah, there. You can't even point at it.
1: I saw it. I did. You, you I, but I, I didn't look directly at it. Okay, okay. It. I, good. I I set the mirror up so I could see it. Okay, in the, the reflection's good. I did not even it's breathe Like Medusa, it. if
0: you actually look at it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't. I, it I
1: snakes out of my head <laughs> and stuff. That's why I didn't do it.
0: <laughs> That'll be on the next album. Snakes in My Head.
1: Not in the playground?
0: <laughs> or on the plane.
1: <laughs> the plane? I mean, snakes in a plane, right? The plane, boss, the plane. <laughs> wow, we went, we covered a lot of material right there. We did. Fantasy wow. Island. Hmm. Anyway, again, <laughs> you're listening to Les and Mike. That would be Les Carlson and Michael Bloodgood from Bloodgood, live and direct on right Frontline here. Records Rewind.
0: Yeah. If I was to introduce somebody to the band, you know, we're in about our third record, maybe even our fourth record, that we realized that if we started cutting and pasting our songs together, they created stories, and that's kind of where our whole rock theater show came out of, of pasting our songs to tell a story. But we have this this routine that we do that just became, I think, so powerful musically and and, and uh, live, and that's doing. You know, holy fire, or eat the flesh. Holy fire. Holy fire. Crucify, and then into crucify, and then Messiah. And it just—it just seems to—I don't know. It's just something that is just an anointing, especially on on, on on the Messiah. The first time we played that live after all these years in 2007 at Cornerstone, it was—I mean, you know we're playing it, but we're not part of it. If you know what I mean, it's like the Lord is just doing this great thing, and the whole place is just worshiping, and we're just going, "Wow." So that's, I would introduce that to somebody that was brand new, you know, to the band. And we're seeing guys like that tonight. There's a guy that came in tonight. He'd only seen the video, Lamb of God, doesn't know anything about the band, but that's why he came. So it's kind of cool. So I was just, you know, we're trying to, oh, cool, you know, well, you got a couple of years to catch up on it. <laughs> that's great. So that's always been kind of our mainstay, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So here's Crucify and Messiah. the Messiah.
2: Shins skin so white, his body's cold, it has no lies, he's the messiah.
1: So, all right, so it's Les Carlson and Michael Bloodgood saying bye for now. Missing you already. Have a nice day. Records, rewind. Do you know that Jesus said, unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you have no place with me? And you know that people that are not believers have taken that and turned it into all kinds of stuff. When we were in Russia, they had a, it was just after the wall came down, and uh, they had a museum there. It was all about cannibalism and everything. To, de- to demonstrate to the people how useless Christianity was and how crazy it was. We could not believe that. What if Jesus wasn't talking about. That? He was talking about the spirit. Unless you eat of my flesh and drink my blood. You have no place with me. And we understand what that means. Eat the flesh.